Welcome, friends. You're listening to Where Water Flows Uphill, a production of Weld Found. We're asking a big question this series. In the coming flood of change, who do we want to be? This show is made possible by the Weld Community Foundation. The foundation helps our community spread the good. And the foundation is a major scholarships provider for our community, thanks to the generosity of donors. Do you know anyone who's looking for help with higher education right now? Let them know they can apply for scholarships at weldcommunityfoundation.org slash students. Last year, 150 plus scholarships were awarded from the foundation for a total of $815,000, helping students with this next big season in life. The deadline for the application is soon, February 1st this year. It's just one application, it'll take a couple hours to fill out, but this main application is used for all the available scholarships, making the process easier for people. We hope lots of you apply. That's weldcommunityfoundation.org slash students. Speaking of next big seasons, this is our New Year's episode for Where Water Flows Uphill. We've been following the artist Wes Bruce, who's doing a large-scale installation. It's at the new Library and Innovation Center in downtown Greeley, Colorado. It's called The Link. The opening day is scheduled for around May this year. For Wes, this installation that's going into the heart of The Link, it's inspired by an area of 100-some acres around the Poudre River, found on the west side of Greeley. So most of the interviews with him were held out there in the wild so we could get inspired alongside him. In episode one of this series, I began with the idea that Wes is a guide, a wise fool, and the artwork he creates can be arresting. It is stop and make you think kind of work. And in that episode, he told about this experience he had with a group of friends. While in a cave they'd been exploring for years, someone found another passage that took them further in. And they found an even larger cave underneath the one they'd been exploring that whole time. Wes has been inspired by this experience in his life. It is a part of his artwork. And on today's show, uh, he tells us a story of how he and a roommate of his shocked the other people they were living with when they created this whole new world in an undiscovered attic. It's a great story where this similar cave within a cave experience was given. Before we head to the river with Wes, I do want to set up this big question for the new year. Do you believe you can experience something new? Are you open to it? Before launching into 2023, it'd be worth asking this. A few years ago, I was asking this question myself. Do I believe that I can experience anything new, feel something new? The question was actually prompted by an obscure movie, a sci-fi film called Her. The main character has this scene where he expresses this crisis. And I really related to the sentiment I wondered, am I going to experience new things or have I seen it all before? I was getting older and I had been a father for a few years and I was wondering, am I just gonna be experiencing things now through the eyes of my kids? Is that the new filter? And that's okay. That's very enjoyable at times, especially at Christmas. But I still wanted to be surprised, you know? I suppose it could be rephrased like this. Is there still room for wonder 
as an adult, still a place for growth and surprise? Will there be times when my breath is taken away or where I'm delighted by the unexpected? Or am I that experienced person who's become one of those jaded grown-ups? There's this moment in the book, The Polar Express, when it's Christmas and even his sister has stopped being able to hear the bell from Santa's sleigh. And I remember reading that to my kids and wondering, oh no, could that be me? This question was in the back of my mind. And then a few years ago, I experienced something. Banoffee pie. Let me explain. My wife had found a recipe for what's called banoffee pie in this magazine. It had crushed up biscotti cookies for a crust, this creamy caramel filling topped with sliced bananas and whipped cream. I had never tasted anything like it, and it was, as you would expect, it was fabulous. I was surprised. At 40 years old, I had a new favorite dessert, and it was amazing. And I know this is just food, and I'm being really tongue-in-cheek here. But in a small way, it renewed my belief that I can experience something new. You can experience something new. Things can change. We can change. We can grow. We don't live in a universe of scarcity. I believe if we're open to it, new experiences that grow us, challenge us, overwhelm and delight us are out there. Maybe even closer than we think. For 2023, I want to be open to that exploring, open to growth and wonder. And so let's have Wes give us this story and encourage us to dream, to maybe head towards a broadening horizon that challenges us, changes us. Here's Wes. You know, I, I, I set this up as you being a guide, you know, like, like um, what does it mean to have the wise fool that kind of is like, like a Rafiki or, or, or like a mm-hmm. Moana's grandmother? And, um, and, and you had another one, which was great. Who was that? I can't remember. Cheshire Cat a little It was bit. Cheshire Cat. That's yeah. what it was. Because <laughs> I hadn't, I thought about like, like, oh yeah, Wes is a Cheshire Cat. <laughs> 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 I was like, I was like, like, like really unnerving and, and, and like, but, but at the same time, like, pushes Alice further through Wonderland to where she needs to go mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But here's what's interesting to me. Is it like you've lived out this, this metaphor of you gave that picture of going into the cave for several sessions uh, in your life. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then one night finding that there's a cave under the cave. Mm-hmm. In the same way, I feel like your art does that. Your art is like, hey, like there's a, there's a cave, there's a cave under the cave. Uh-huh. Like, 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 come here. Like, there's a cave under the cave, and um, I want you to tell the story of um, of your roommates. You oh. live. You live. <laughs> yeah. What year is this? This is. 2010. Okay, 2010. And you live with how many folks? Uh, <laughs> an unadult amount of adults. 
living in it. Yeah, so we had a house that had about a dozen people okay. living in it. And you were in San, San Diego? Yeah. Yeah. So I was living in San Diego. This is just a couple years after I had graduated and we had gotten on a lease for this really large house uh, in, in a part of San Diego called Point Loma. So there's a million bedrooms, there's like a pool house in the back, but the pool is empty. It was, it was kind of like the, the remnant from the housing bubble crash where we got this near mansion for a good amount, uh, for a pretty low amount of money, but it was still not so low that we didn't have to have like a baker's dozen friends all living in this place. And we knew every corner of that house come over here and super just well. Um, you know, we were having house shows in the living room and putting on plays in the pool in the backyard. And we planted a garden and, you know, built a, an outdoor shower and we're, we had a, a room of requirement. <laughs> and essentially everything in the house, like on a Tuesday would be decoration. And then on the weekend, I'm using all of those things as part of my installation. So it's, it's bones and books and instruments and the cushions are part of the couch on the Tuesday, but then on the weekend, they're the seating for the installations. And it was just that most classic moment where you have like a really wide friend circle and it, it had its own gravity. So there's always tons of people there. There was always like some little unplanned event or dance party that was happening. And I, I say all that just to paint this picture that we knew every single square inch of this house so well. And then my friend Andrew Gum and I were the only ones that were kind of freelancing from home at that point in time. And so there was a couple hours in the middle of the day where it would be completely quiet with me working um, on whatever art I was working on in the living room or in the backyard. And then Andrew, who's a writer, he would be working on script stuff. And I went in to get a snack out of the pantry and saw, you know, just this classic little attic -y door above the top shelf. And I peeked into there and the, there was a whole attic that we hadn't seen. And I called Andrew over and we kind of, you know, climbed through the rice and ramen and, <laughs> and everything and got up into there. And it was, it was massive. It was like a whole second house up there that none of us had, had seen just because of the top shelf groceries blocking the view. And so we came up with this idea that we would go and renovate the entire attic into this magical space. So we had a potions room, a music space. We had a, a writer's nook. Um, we had all these different like sort of like mystical leaning spaces and we would go up there for those for those few hours during the day and at one point we would come down when we knew that people were going to be coming but one day one of our roommates got home early and i heard the car pull in the driveway and i scrambled and i got down out of the pantry and the plan was for andrew and i to both exit and just you know legs crossed reading a book on the couch like nothing's happening but andrew got stuck up there before our roommate uh, like came in the door and so Andrew had to wait it out for hours just sitting up there and that happened a couple different times where we just were trying to be totally off the radar with that so after like you know months and months and months of bringing all these random things up there we're going to the thrift stores getting 
cushions and pillows, um, making all these different posters by hand to like pin up to the ceiling and streamers and glitter on all kinds of stuff. Um, we are finally ready. And so our friend was having a birthday party and we brought everybody down into one of the, the bottom floor rooms and everybody's in there. It's probably 25 people in this, in this single bedroom. And Andrew was doing like some performance piece. And then I wasn't in there and I, I tied a thread, like just from a spool of thread to the doorknob. And then I went out the hallway, through the window, through the backyard, into the pool, on top of the pagoda, up through the trestle of the, of the bean vines, over the roof, through the garage, into the kitchen, into the pantry, into the attic. And just slipped a note under the door that was just like, follow the thread. And so then all these people, like a little caterpillar going everywhere through the whole house, climbed over the roof, climbed over the trellis, and then get to the pantry and open it up. And then it's just <laughs> like a movie from the 90s. The, the attic is just glowing with all these heads popping through it. And then everybody climbed up into there with their jaw on the floor. And people couldn't believe that it was real. They were like, how did this happen? Where did this come from? It felt like a spell that had been cast on the house to create this whole new area. And it turned into this thing where that just became like the default spot, you know, had house shows, yada, yada, just really lived into that space well. But the metaphor of it was just so delicious and sticky to me that there can be these spaces, these attics or these, these other rooms that you don't know exist yet. And you've yet to grow into them or you've yet to lift the lid of that attic door or to turn on the light and, and to find that. And I think how beautiful that you've yet to find those in your life, that a lot, of, a lot of your favorite things haven't happened to you yet, or a lot of the things that you might love most about yourself or get to share or an experience haven't come to be the same way that that room wasn't known. You might feel like you know your entire emotional self or your life circumstance, you know, is just this flat line, but something could be on the way. <laughs> you never know. But that has just stuck out in our in our little friend group forever, and it kind of just becomes like a little um, a little wordplay of like, go look in the attic. Like it's just you never know. <laughs> you never know. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so good. Friends, here's to being surprised by new spaces and places in the coming year. May we have a blessed 2023 that is filled with wonder, compassion, and generosity. Music for today's show is from Giants and Pilgrims, a music project that I head up. Thank you to Dave Farrell, a faculty member at Ames Community College who helps with the sound engineering and mixing for this show. As always, thank you to the Weld Community Foundation who makes this production possible. Remember, our scholarship application is open through February 1st. Please tell someone about it. Thank you for listening to Where Water Flows Uphill, a special series from Weld Found. If you're enjoying it, rate the show, share it with a friend, and Happy New Year. <laughs>